Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the show where we talk all about what goes on behind the scenes of running a business. Because let's face it, business life is not all the bed of roses, the success stories and the fun and positivity that we see plastered over social media all of the time. That's not to say it's all doom and gloom either though. Being in business for ourselves can be one of the best decisions that we will ever make. Being in control of our own destiny and and how we spend our time and what we focus on, all of that, it's amazing. But it does come with its own challenges. And there can be times where as an entrepreneur or a business owner, we can feel really alone and, and really flat. And if that's you, I want you to know that you're not alone. We all feel it. We all go through it and we do all get through the other side. And that's what this show is all about. So far in the life of real life business, I have brought you conversations with 12 amazing business owners from all over the world, all different walks of life, all different industries, all different businesses, and they've all shared their stories, their struggles, their, their wins, their tips on how they manage this roller coaster of life. And this week, I thought I would do something a little bit different. I have been going through some stuff myself just lately, uh, and we've we've had some um, we've had some family dramas that have really taken up a lot of my focus, a lot of my time, and a lot of my energy. So I thought this week I'm going to fly solo, sharing some of the techniques and strategies that I swear by and that I've personally used over the last month or so to help keep my business ticking over, and more importantly, help keep me safe in the process. Now, before we get into this bite-sized solo edition of Real Life Business, I want to let you know about my 30-minute business bouncing calls. These calls are 100% free of charge and give you the opportunity to talk through where things are at right now in your business and what might be holding you back from striving forward. If something in this episode triggers something in you that you're curious to break through, or if you know what you need to do, but you're struggling to do it, or if you're unsure of which way to turn next, or simply need someone to give you that nudge or that kick up the butt to keep you accountable, then book in for one of these sessions. You can do that via my website, reignitepc.com.au and click on the book a chat button, or there'll be a link to the the booking in the show show notes to this episode. So just click through there and it'll take you right to the page. Alrighty then, enough of the shameless self-promotion and let's get into the core of this week's episode. And I want to talk all about managing our mindset because to me, I believe this is the number one skill to learn for business success. Now, we hear about mindset all of the time, but what actually is it? To me, mindset is all about how we lead ourselves, how we manage ourselves, how we decide who to be and how to handle things. 
And the reason that I think this is by far the most important business skill that we can have is because you know, we can have all of the strategies, all of the plans, all the goals, all the systems, all the processes, all the procedures. We can have all of that in the world. But if we're in a shitty headspace and we can't implement any of it, then it's all completely worthless. And we can waste thousands of dollars and months or even years of time in the process and trust me, this is something that I know personally. And so, you know, it's something that I think is absolutely pivotal. And I think COVID, the last sort of 12, 18 months when we've had COVID in our lives, it's actually brought this into people's awareness a lot more. We really need to focus on our mental well-being and how we're thinking about things and how we're approaching things, because ultimately that is going to be um, what lands us as successful or not, because that's going to be what makes us implement these strategies or not. So as I kind of alluded to in the in the intro, over the last few weeks, as a family, we have been going through a, a pretty shitty time. Um, without going into too much detail, we've pulled our eldest son out of school on mental health grounds because he was having a really, really tough time. And any parent out there knows that when you see your kids struggling, it puts a real emotional drain on us as well. You know, so I have been managing a mess of emotions going around in my head for the last few weeks and asking myself questions like, could I have done something sooner? Should I have done something sooner? Have we in any way created or amplified this situation? You know, are we doing this right now? And, you know, then I'm, I'm sort of beating myself up, looking at the impact it's having on our youngest son. And it, it's just, it's been this real mess. And so it's been a <laughs> great opportunity, um, if, if, we, if I can put it like that. It's been a great opportunity for me to really check back in with some of these mindset managing strategies. And whilst not everyone is going through this exact same situation, we all go through shit. We all go through challenging times. We all go through times that cause us to ask questions and doubt whether we're doing the right thing. And I just figured it might be, it might be a timely reminder that um, how we manage our mindset is what is going to make or break our success through these challenging times. So What I thought I'd share in this bite-sized episode is my top five tips, the five things that I have really called on in the last month to help me keep my shit together, essentially, and help me um, be able to keep stepping one foot in front of the other, being there for my kids, being there for my husband, being there for me, and being there for my clients. So let's get into it. The first thing is perspective and it sounds it sounds so simple um but for me what I have learned is that having this perfect calm life is not an achievable goal it's not a goal that we should be striving towards because it just it never exists there will never be perfect calm there will always be something so just that shift in in perspective that shift in thinking um, is is really beneficial but one thing that I like to do and I swear by is a belly breath 
taking a breath and just having a moment, just a split moment to ourselves. I think when we when we talk about self-care and um, giving ourselves time for, for self-care, sometimes we can talk ourselves out of it by saying we're too busy. You know, I'm too busy to journal. I'm, I'm too busy to meditate. I'm too busy for yoga. I'm too busy for to go for a walk. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, we will, we will come to those um, decisions. But for me, the belly breath, it takes like five seconds and it is so powerful. And I remember when I first learned it, it was, I was at uni and I did, um, I found a Jerry Halliwell. Remember Jerry from the Spice Girls? She did a yoga video and I had this like VHS video cassette tape and I would do it in my room um, at uni and it just helped me get me through uni and she did this thing called the belly breath and it essentially taught me to breathe completely differently. You do this massive big breath into your belly where your your inhale is pushing your belly out as far as you possibly can and then your exhale is sucking it all back in again. Any of you yoga teachers out there who are listening to this, I apologize for my really shitty explanation of it. But essentially, I was all, you know, as a kid, you're taught to breathe in to get through, uh, to get through a tight gap. You know, so my in, my breathe in was always sucking in and then my exhale was letting it all out. Whereas this goes the opposite way. You're breathing in and puffing out your belly and then, you know, your exhale is, is releasing everything. And as as simple as that sounds, and I have no idea as to, as I say, the sort of the the actual health benefits to our body for doing that. Any yoga teachers out there can comment on this post and tell us about that. But it it really helps to ground me. And so in those moments where I am feeling at my ultimate shittiest as a, as a mum or as anything, I will take two or three of those big belly breaths and it just helps shift my perspective. It helps bring me back to the present and it helps calm me down and, and make me able to look at a situation from a completely different light, which is always super helpful. The second thing that I have really been tapping into, and it's one that I bang on to all my clients about, and if you've listened to, uh, I think it was episode number eleven with with Emma Moss, she talked about um, she talked about this and learning this from from me through our coaching as well. It's feeling into our emotions. Strength is not about casting our emotions aside and pushing through. That is not being strong. We might feel like that's what we need to do to get through a certain moment, um, but ultimately that's not strength. Every time we push a difficult emotion aside, we're building up pressure inside and there is only so much pressure that we can take before we explode. So it is absolutely vital to feel into these difficult emotions. So whether that's whether that's fear, whether that's sorrow, whether that's grief, whether that's um, sadness, whether that's anxiety, whatever that is, I found for me personally, the thing to do is to name it, you know, to, to, to sit in a, in a feeling, to sit in a moment and, and really feel into an emotion and put a name to it. What is it that I'm actually feeling right now? And I think for me, through this time there there has been there's been a lot of grief there's been a lot of um 
torment because I've been feeling in myself, you know, could I have done something sooner? And that question has caused me to grieve the fact that it's taken me this amount of time to make the decisions and to take the steps that I have. And I think it, it, it's really healthy to, to sit with that discomfort, name it, feel it, and let it throw flow through us. So whether that's bawling our eyes out in the shower, whether that's screaming into a pillow, whether that's punching a punching bag, whether that's going for a walk and screaming at the top of our lungs just to get energy out. I think that's, it's a really healthy thing to do. And certainly something that I've been tapping into over, over the last month, which leads me to point number three, which is reflection. Now, we will always do what we believe to be right at the time. And I am a firm believer that when we know better, we will do better. So that belief gives me permission to handle things in a shitty way, you know, retrospectively looking back with hindsight. So in a split moment, we will make the best decision that we can. And if we're in a super stressed situation, then we're going to make a decision or we're going to take an action that works for us in that moment. The trick, the key is to be able to look back and reflect on that moment at another time and determine whether that action that we took or that you know decision that we made or that thing that we said was the right decision. And if at that later time on reflection, we know better and can do better, then it's up to us then to rectify it. So that might be, you know, that might be to apologize. That might be to explain, you know, how many times as mums have we exploded at our kids, sent them off to school and then felt shitty for the rest of the day. It's, oh, they, they, for a start, they probably, probably went in one ear and out the other, and they probably weren't dwelling on it all day like we were. But even if they were, there's nothing we can do about it while we're at school. All we can do is when they come home from school, give them a big hug and say, look, I'm sorry. Um, Mummy shouldn't have shouted at you earlier. It wasn't your fault. I was feeling a bit upset and I took it out on you. I, as a person, I don't see that there's anything wrong with that because that's teaching our kids that we are human, that we make mistakes, but we can own up to them and we can rectify them. And I think that's a really great life skill to, to be teaching them. So that's why reflection is, is number three on my list of, um, of mindset hacks, I guess, for how to, so how to keep ourselves sane. The fourth one is one that we've spoken a lot about in the real life business episodes, actually, and, and that's gratitude. And this is something that I was talking to a client about, um, just last week. It's, the art, the act of gratitude, being grateful for where we're at, it seems such a simple thing, but it is actually so powerful. And it really ties into number one uh, perspective because it helps us to focus on what is really important and stay present in the moment. So whilst there might be a whole heap of stuff going on in our life or in our business, or there might be a whole heap of stuff that's not how we want it to be, there will also be stuff that is exactly how we want it to be. Um, and that, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that I've got a roof over my head. I've got a fire keeping me warm. I've got food in my belly. 
When we shift our thinking to focusing on the things that we do have and the things that we have got going for us, it helps sort of connect different neural pathways in our brain. And I'm a big one for the belief of what we focus on is what we get. So if we're focusing on the negative all the time, if we're focusing on all of the things that keep going wrong, if we're focusing on all of the stuff that we don't have yet, if we're focusing on all of the challenge, if we're doing that all of the time, that is where our energy is and that is what we're going to get more of. So we need to switch that up. And look, this is not something that I do perfectly. I am sticking my hand right up in the air and saying that even as a coach who knows all this in theory, I I, I, I can get very messy. And I am very grateful for a husband that reminds me, hey, um, you need to practice what you preach a bit here. And don't you talk about thinking positive and don't you talk about being grateful for where you're at. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. In the moment, that might not help. It might make me feel even worse. But when I go back and reflect, um, then, um, then that really begins to help. So shifting our focus onto the things that we do have, the things that we can be grateful for. When we focus our energy on the positive, it helps us to see more of the positive and that can help shine a light to see new opportunities and new way out, new ways out of situations that we might not otherwise have seen if we sort of stuck our head in that negative sand. The fifth and final thing um, that has really helped me just lately is focusing on what we can control. If you have been following me for any amount of time, you will probably have heard me talk about our certainty uncertainty scale. I I talk about it all the time and as human beings, we need an element of certainty and we also need an element of uncertainty or you know, probably variety is a word that might resonate a bit more. You know, we, we need a bit of variety in our life as well, but too much variety, too much uncertainty can tip us completely off balance. And we can't always control the situation that has tipped us off balance. If, especially if it's around other people or if it's around, um, you know, a global pandemic, for example, you know, we, we can't control that. So what we need to do is we need to focus on the things that we can control to bring our certainty scale back into balance, to tip our scale back into balance. And what I mean by that is we need to focus on things that we can control. So for me, it's really, really simple things. It's blocking out time for self-care or for me, exercise, which means waking up at a consistent time each morning setting my alarm and waking up and going and doing half an hour's worth of exercise. Now, as I spoke about before, that you might not be able to work that into your schedule uh, or work that into your routine, especially with young kids. I get that. That's totally fine. You do what works for you, but it's about creating that inner certainty. So if it's, if it's only, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for seven o'clock every morning, and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to make the um, pack lunches and I'm going to have a cup of tea, whatever it is, that's certain, you know, that's what you do every morning. And it might seem like a really small thing, but trust me, starting your day the same way every day really, really helps. The other little thing that I do Um, which really helps me is 
we meal plan. As a family, we meal plan. So at the start of each week, we plan out what we're going to have for dinner each night. And since we've been doing that, things like HelloFresh have sort of really come into the into the mix now. And I know a, a lot more people are doing that. And again, it takes away a decision that we have to make at the end of the day. It takes away unnecessary uncertainty. And it might seem totally insignificant when, you know, in a situation where I've now, we now have a 10 year old who is not in school at the moment and who has really been struggling with his mental health. Um, a, a meal plan is not going to fix that. But if having a meal plan helps me to keep my shit together and be there for him and give him a yummy dinner at 6.30 each night, then it's important. I think it's important. So it might seem insignificant, but it's it, it's about finding ways that we can create our own certainty to bring our scale back into balance and help us manage this mess of life. So the idea of this episode was to keep it really short and sweet and bite-sized, and we're already at 21 minutes, so I'm going to wrap up. But I want to recap, if you are going through a challenging time right now, shall we say, how we manage our mindset, how we manage ourselves, who we choose to be and how we choose to handle situations is what is going to make or break that situation. So my top five mindset mastering tips is number one, always be in a position where we can look at things from a different perspective. And for me, that is like a split second, taking a deep breath, just a moment to stop and think about what it could look like from another perspective. Number two is feeling into the emotion that we're feeling. There is no point pushing things aside. It is not going to make things better. It might give us a quick fix of feeling better, but ultimately that pressure is going to build and it's going to amplify over time. So feel into that emotion and let it flow is absolutely pivotal. Number three, reflection. Um, We can't always make perfect decisions all of the time and we will stuff up, but the key is learning from those experiences. And as I say, if we snap at our partner or we snap at our kids, it's reflecting on it and apologizing for it and making it right and learning from it for next time. Number four is gratitude, which links into, as I said, links into um, perspective and just helps us train our brain to focus on the positive rather than the things that we feel are going wrong all the time. And that's going to help our energy flow in that more positive way to help us see different ways out of things. And fifth and finally is focusing on what we can control, even if that is really small things like what time we get up and what we have for dinner. Trust me, as stupid as it sounds, it really can help sort of anchor our day at either end to to help us have a bit of sort of formality and have some boundary to our day, a framework to our day, shall we say. Alrighty, I will sign off. Let me know what you think of these mini bite-sized episodes. If there's enough positive comments, it might be something I do on a more regular basis and hopefully it won't be uh, feeding off shitty times within our family. But <laughs> if, um, if, if what we go through and how we handle that can help somebody else, then 
that's that's all the positive because that was what this podcast was for if one thing from one episode helps one person take one foot and step it forward into a place that they felt they couldn't then it's a success so as always how i wrap up these shows you can follow real life business on facebook and instagram and continue the conversation between episodes and if you haven't already please subscribe in your podcast app of choice so you never miss a new episode when it drops. And if you are listening on Apple or iTunes, I would love for you to leave me a five-star review, please, because that's really going to help boost awareness of this show. As I said at the beginning, if anything in this episode has triggered anything for you and there's something that you want to chat through, then be sure to book in for one of my business bouncing sessions at reignitepc.com.au and click on the book a chat button or you can click in the link in the show notes to this episode. Alrighty, that is all from me. I will be back in your ears really soon. I trust this has been helpful and until next time, bye-bye.